0: hello and welcome to the problem podcast today we're going to be talking about the problem with domestic violence to help educate me on this issue i've invited my new friends gavina and diana on the show they have their own podcast called love bombing with diana and gavina that is available on anchor and also on spotify if you find this conversation important or meaningful i really urge you to check out their um, podcast it's very very informative and goes so much deeper on issues like red flags and their personal experience so we had a few technical difficulties along the way in the recording i ask that you please forgive me and with no further introduction i give you gavina and diana
1: hello
0: hi how you ladies doing this morning
2: We're doing
0: awesome. Cool. Thank you for joining me. All right. So first off, um, maybe I want to have you guys um, introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about your podcast and why you decided to call it Love Bombing with Diana and Gavina.
2: Okay, so love bombing is a term of like when you meet a guy and he just, Uh, like love bombs you he tells you all these amazing things like super like comes on really strong Um, I actually have a definition Instagram page but basically they just tell you they love you right away they um, identify with like it's kind of like it feels
1: like if you just met your soulmate like the shower gifts um, texting kind of just giving you all that extra attention telling you everything you want to hear, kind of basically making you fall, fall for them.
0: Which it's, it's almost like a um, to try to gain your trust and get your guard down.
2: Right away. Yeah, exactly. And so, you mm. know, what sucks about that is that I don't know if it's like that for guys, but girls like we love that stuff and we always I mean, that's beautiful to us. So we just want to teach people about that term because we don't want girls to just go in blind, like just keep one eye open, you know, like wait and see, because really I I feel like a a normal person can't love that fast. I mean, you have to get to know someone to love them that much.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So So how do you tell the difference between someone who's affectionate and somebody who's using a tactic of manipulation to try to get your guard down? How do you distinguish the difference?
2: I, I mean, for myself, I would say time. Time. I mean, these guys usually mm. do this stuff within like a week or two. And and that should be a red flag. Okay. But I I would say, you know, wait a couple of, wait like a month, two months, three months. I don't know. Um, I guess we still have to.
1: Uh, so that when part. When you say wait to, to fully open up. What was that?
0: Right. So, so when you're saying wait, like wait two months, what do you mean? Wait, do you mean wait to really um, open yourself up and let your guard down or wait, wait for what exactly?
2: Okay. So these guys usually want to move into the relationship really fast, like commit really fast, like maybe move in together. Um, They talk about marriage, like they talk about just committing and you have to be careful. I, I mean, wait for that kind of stuff. Don't let don't just let a guy move in with you don't move in with the guy don't really get married so fast i mean this all seems like common sense but to some people it's not common sense they think like oh my god i'm in love he's my soulmate." so
0: especially maybe women and people in general who've never felt that type of affection before
1: yeah so basically um it's it's it comes through the roots I feel like a lot of it has to do with the person and how the person grew up I feel like for me in in general for me and by the way I'm Diana (laughs) sorry um so for me I didn't really get that affection when I was younger I didn't get that um fatherly love I didn't really have a dad in my life And um, even though I had my mom, she was always working two jobs. She didn't really have time for me. Um, And her boyfriend wasn't really a father figure for me. So when you get into, sometimes when women get into relationships and these guys are giving them what they've never had, that attention, that affection that they've never even had at home, um, they fall so so fast and easy because they're right. That's what they're lacking at home, and then no one's giving them that attention, that affection. Like I, 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 don't remember when I was younger that my mom ever held me or um, took care of me, like motherly, give me that mother right. affection. That you know, a lot of. That- yeah, go
0: ahead. That's like actually something I was going to ask about. It, to me, it seems like um, people who get into abusive relationships, they're really susceptible to that type of love, love bombing in the beginning and because they've never felt that. And also, especially for women who've never had a strong father figure in their life, they don't know what a good man looks like. Exactly. They're like, oh, I've never seen – like they, the red flags just pass right by because you have no idea that a good guy wouldn't do that it's your only thing to to base what a good guy is.
2: Yeah it, it's pretty sad um, I want to say there's so many aspects to getting out of this kind of problem like for me mm-hmm. uh, one piece of like the big puzzle is I had to start thinking of good. A husband or male role models. Like I just had to find them somewhere like uh, um, mm. I had to just start looking at like people maybe who were married for a long time, respectful people and see <sighs> what they were like, what they were treating their women like. And then it kind of gave me an idea. And so now I'm a little I... bit more educated. I mean, I don't we don't have all the answers. It's,
1: it's still hard. Honestly, it's still hard. Um, even though if, for example, me and Gavina have already gotten out of that situation, it doesn't mean that it can't happen again, just because we already know everything. Like we, and we can't really say we know everything. We just know those red flags that we, you know, constantly talk about. And it's kind of hard because even though you know them, you're very, like, when you get to your next relationship, you're like, okay, is this a red flag? How many red flags should I <laughs> should I keep track of before I can just back up? Like, right. you know, it's hard because once you and we're not saying every single guy is like has to be perfect because trust me, the guys there's no one that's gonna be perfect out there. They're all gonna have their right. lives. But I think <clears throat> a lot of it does come from having boundaries for yourself, a lot of love. yourself and knowing what are some like really
0: distinct boundaries that you feel like uh, it's a line in the sand that if that is crossed it's like it's more than a red flag it's a smoking gun that something is absolutely wrong Uh,
1: i think one of them for me would be if you're trying to wait to be intimate with a guy um, to get to know them Mm. because once you get intimate with a guy i feel like you can't really think straight if that makes sense mm-hmm. I feel like you have to have um you have to wait and I know even though you've already probably ha- have been intimate before you have to wait because then you're able to think straight and you're able to right? you know distinguish and get to know the person and 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 really see what they're about I feel like if the guy is not respectful of wanting to maybe go on several dates, get to know each other, mm. and he just just you know jumps the gun and wants to have um, sex with you, or even a simple like you know you're getting to know the person, and he steals a kiss from you, you know, and he thinks it's mm, cute, right? It's, you know, he's already
0: it's right. It's like a basic level of um, respecting someone that is being violated that yeah that's that's interesting and that's something that you could really notice early on
2: oh yeah yes i definitely Uh, i I definitely um want to second that like i would say that's the number one sexual boundaries you will notice Mm -hmm. right away before this relationship happened to me i had no clue i didn't know what sexual boundaries was i didn't know like if a guy stole a kiss from me or if I like said no and they were a little pushy, like I didn't know that that was a red flag. I didn't know that that's disrespectful. I had no idea that was even disrespectful. That never crossed my mind. But now right. it is. And a lot of us girls, we don't. I mean, like I said, it seems like common sense, but for some of us, it's not. So yes, sexual boundaries would be key. I would say wait. Once you start having sex, you can't. We girls cannot think straight then too many other things start happening once you start bonding sexually it sucks because you know and once you've adults, given up that adults, we feel right. like oh, it's just sex some of us you know feel like that but no it is not just sex it's not it's very
0: right it's like the very first step because it, to me it seems like it's something that's very gradual that progresses and once they have that little win of being like you don't want to do this but you know, too bad and trying to do it in a cute kind of way, that's just the first step of taking control.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're right on. You're and right on. Another thing is, um, it, I, thinking past, um, relationships as well. Another thing would be trying to control you, um, slowly. So it could be little things like, Oh, I, you know, maybe you should change cause it's, you, you know, it's too cold out there for you to wear that or, trying to give you input Hmm. as far as what you should wear or you know if you're trying to go to a family's birthday party and you're they're like oh you know I actually already had plans for us and then doesn't give you an option of saying you know let's keep going to the party or you let you decide he decides for you so
0: right it's it's just like starting to edge in on like what even the clothes that you put on the body and how you carry yourself and just like the a level of control of your personal being that is unhealthy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, so you were talking about um, girls not being, I don't think it's just girls, by the way, not being able to think straight once people get intimate. I think that is, that's universal across the board. Um, and we were talking about some tools of manipulation like love bombing. And another one I hear a lot, and speaking of not having your head on straight, can you guys explain to me what gaslighting is?
2: Um, Do you remember? I think it's just when they make it seem like you're tripping, like you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? Like, are you serious? Like, they they make something normal seem like you're acting crazy. And, like, you're the one with the problem. They just flip it. So if you have a problem with something – all of a sudden they turn it into something that it that you're making up, you're confused, I don't know what you're talking about. They try they
0: try to convince you that you're that you're confused or crazy. And you
2: know what is so sad because it works. Because us women mm-hmm. I'm not speaking for all women. Men, yeah, sometimes. I don't know, but I wanna please my guy. I wanna make him happy, I wanna like make things work. I so when guys start doing that to us it's like we want to work with them right we want to rationalize we want to say well maybe is he right am I acting crazy am I tripping we start double second uh, I mean guessing ourselves and so many things start happening at the same time you said it some I think Dana said it's gradual I think you also said it's gradual sometimes it's not gradual sometimes things start happening so fast and some of us girls like I said we're all different uh, for me, I just kind of went with it. And because so many crazy things were happening so fast, I thought, well, am I going crazy? Like, what's happening? Am I un- misunderstanding things? I think I'm misunderstanding things. Because I didn't expect to meet someone so dysfunctional. And I had... It was new to me. Um, yeah. Do you want to say anything else on gaslighting?
1: Mm-hmm. I think you've pretty much covered it. I mean, honestly... I feel like a lot of times you do feel like that they're right and you are going crazy. And I feel like you kind of just lose a sense of your person, like your persona, you just kind of, I feel like you lose yourself because they're trying to always make it seem like everything is your fault, kind of flip it around. Um, For example, if, you know, I don't know, I I can't even think of an example. Uh, I
2: just, sorry, maybe gaslighting is not, uh, or is a subject we need to learn a little bit more about, or learn to explain better, but all I know, it was crazy, it, it
1: it makes the youth even act. (laughs) crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it like it literally fun. makes you crazy it does it's
0: horrible you it's like an so a sl- on stress. your consciousness
2: you're under so much stress in so many different uh, facets areas dimensions that you can't think straight And then at the same time, they're scary. Like For me, I was so scared, but I used to be scared because I thought it was a sign of weakness, so I would numb myself. But when I would numb my fear, I would numb so many other things too that my brain started Mm. being very foggy, and I wasn't Mm. able to make good decisions. Now, I mean, I'm smart. I have an amazing job. I've accomplished so many things. And when this was happening to me, I couldn't believe it it felt like a dream I didn't understand what was happening but then when I went to domestic violence education they explained that when you're under so much stress changes really do happen in your brain to where Mm. in order to cope with all these things um, it's true you cannot make uh, good decisions you start
1: being unable to make good decisions and it's true and like i feel like for me um, because my previous relationship it, he was very controlling and very jealous so he always made it seem like i was cheating so for me i would always see oh oh i can't look at like i i have to always keep my head down because i didn't want uh, him to think oh i'm looking at that guy oh i know that guy right. and now i'm cheating on him or just kind of like simple things will I'll kind of go back into um, one of the times we were looking for his phone and we, I dialed his phone and it, the message to record a message came on. And then I said, I think it's downstairs And the message. It, it recorded me saying, I think it's downstairs in the car, his phone. And so I think a couple days later, he might've forgot that we were looking for his phone. And then he played the recording, and he said, "Who were you with? who like it recorded you? You were with somebody. You accidentally called me, and you were with somebody. You had him here in the in the room. What? And he was he's like, "You had him here while I was sleeping." I said, "No." What are what? you talking about? <laughs> I know. and this, Oh, I have so many stories. I, I can't even. That's another level. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And then uh, he and he sent me a text message to uh, I was at work. He's like, we have to talk. I you got caught. I already know what you were doing. And so when I got home, I was like, what is he talking about? And then when I got home that's what he confronted me with with this message on his phone he literally thought that I had somebody in the closet while he was sleeping and I was like sneaking people in or guys in while he was sleeping
2: but I I, and then he wasn't on drugs right this
1: is a sober person this is a sober person. he just had like some serious
0: serious issues oh
1: and that's not it like all of it that day that he confronted me like he went through my phone probably from 11 p.m or 10 p.m till probably about four or five in the morning with my whole entire phone um messages my email everything and my email I had my email since I was like literally in high school so you know there's always spam mail that comes through it whatever and he said there's people, um, there's messages from dating websites. And I'm like, what are you talking Sometimes those come, like, whatever you're looking at, things just start going into your email. I don't know how that happens, but right. it happens. Or if you go to, um, oh, I went to, um, what is it called? Um, um, it was like Kiss and Tell, I think. And they would send me things on my email and he was like tripping on that too. And then he went through my Facebook and he said that I sent friend requests to these guys, um, which could have been probably a-, a while ago, but they never responded. And then he said, kneel down and go into that corner. And then he said, put- no, cause I had the baby and he said, put the baby down and I put the baby down. He goes, go into the room. And I went to the room, and he said, kneel down. And he's like, you're going to tell me the truth right now. Who are you cheating on me with? And in my head, I'm so scared. My heart is palpitating. And I'm thinking, I'm not even cheating. (laughs) Like, what the hell is he talking about? He's like, you're cheating on me. I saw everything. You got caught. And then um, he told me to keep kneeling down he wanted me to kneel all the way down and put my head down and then he hit me and he's like tell me right now tell me the truth you already got caught what are you hiding and in my head I'm like like my heart is like pounding out of my chest I want to like disappear I want to escape and because I don't know what to tell him. I I never ever cheated on him. He's over here th- t- accusing me of cheating. He's hitting me to tell him who I'm cheating with. And I'm like, I'm not cheating on you with anyone. Um, wow. But yeah, it was crazy. And that same day, um, he left. Uh, he was going to go to a class, a domestic violence class that he had to do because of this previous, um, occasion that we had again, and I had to call the cops and they put, um, classes that he had to go to. So he told me, oh, I'm going to go to my class. But for some reason, I wanted to text Gavin. and I wanted to like text somebody to kind of call the cops so he would come, um, uh, so someone could just take him because I already had the bruises on my <clears throat> body. But for some reason in my heart, I felt like he was still in the room, and I was, like, looking in the closets, and I looked under the bed, and his phone was on record under the bed.
0: Oh, my God. And you know, this sounds
2: crazy, but it happens all the time.
0: so it it does sound crazy what I want to know is like what is it like looking back today at your frame of mind when you were in that like you you're obviously what was it like looking back at just how it
1: was it, it is sad because I couldn't get out of that relationship even if I wanted to because even though you're going through this and you go through a lot of crazy things your women are nurturers by nature so at the end of the day because they're so good at manipulating gaslighting apologizing crying crying giving you that um, it's kind of like the, the the cycle of violence you know it's kind of mm-hmm. the honeymoon stage and then um you know the the fighting comes and then the the violence starts and then again you know, the flowers, the apologizing, the extra attention, and then it, it's just a cycle. And so you So say, it's like they love
0: bomb you again yeah, after oh yeah, oh yeah, the abuse. Exactly. So it's not... Love bombing is not something that just happens in the beginning of the relationship. It's like a continual um, so thing me, to keep
2: you... My heart would hurt when I would see him cry. So they have different methods. I would... I would want to leave but then he would make me feel so bad for him he would like get so skinny he would cry he would be lost without me supposedly and i i would just want to i loved him so i would just want to nurture him again and say okay come on i love you like let's make you better we would we don't think of ourselves we just think of them okay that and then Mm -hmm. when say i would get over that part well, then he would stalk me, he would follow me, he would come to the house. It was just crazy. So one way or another, I couldn't get out. On top of it, there's this thing they teach you about, it's called trauma bond. So it's something psychological that happens to where, where you're, um, when someone abuses you, somehow there's a bond formed to where like, mm. only they can make you feel better. Whoever abuses you, like, only well, they can I, make up that, for it. it it's that makes perfect sense. Up. People should look that up, trauma bonding, because there's much more to it. But- I don't
0: know. I, I know what you mean about trauma bonding. Like, it's almost like a Stockholm syndrome exactly. type of thing. Like, that makes, I've felt that in my own life where I've felt like people who have hurt me, that they're the only person who holds the key to unlocking my happiness again
2: yes exactly exactly
0: it's like I know exactly what you mean by that
2: and then it's physical too like for me it was physical like I felt like I couldn't leave like I don't know what it was it's like an addiction
1: it really is an addiction it is an Mm. addiction it is because it feels like even though they hurt you just like a drug even though the drugs hurt you that moment that you're happy with them and they're telling you everything you want to hear you just fall all over again for them and you love them and you want to stay Mm. but then you know the effects of that addiction comes with a price because you're crying you know you're they're you're I don't know they just put you through a lot
2: Um, for me I had to be yanked out of that relationship like yanked How how did that happen? CPS. CPS got involved. Hmm. And they forced me to go to these classes. They forced me to, uh, if not, they said they were going to take away my baby. They forced me to call the cops any moment I would see him. So I only called the cops on him a a few times. Uh, There's so many instances where I should have and i didn't for one reason or another but then when cps finally got involved um there thank god for them because i don't know where i would be right now without them but um so i would see him sometimes and i wouldn't call the cops and somehow if the um, worker would find out um, she would she would say okay you did this once, why didn't you call the cops? And I was like, well, because of this and this and that. Because sometimes I really couldn't. Like when he would chase me in the street in my vehicle, I couldn't call the cop because I'm like like, trying not to crash into cars. But anyway, and she was like, I don't care. You need to call 911 or we're gonna take your baby. So after a couple of times, they said that. Plus my ex was an idiot. At one time when this started happening towards the end, because i would still see him i'm telling you it's crazy and it's embarrassing and he would say i'm gonna call the worker and i'm gonna tell her that that you let me in the house so that they can take the baby away i'd rather the baby in foster care than with you you're a horrible mother blah, blah 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 so when that started happening just like maybe two times i was like "Fuck this my baby why am i with this man like why am i with this guy but it was mainly cps and then the real risk of losing my son for this man mm. that was doing all these things to me, like it kind of started making me wake up. It's like up. the
0: one thing that makes it not worth it.
2: Yeah, but it's, it was so much more. Also, this is embarrassing. Like, this is crazy, but oh my God, I started getting very violent. <laughs> like- <laughs> oh my god i started to defend myself in order to defend myself i started getting very crazy and i'm laughing
1: because i remember she called me <laughs> and she said that she stabbed him in the leg I was like, oh,
0: oh yeah nice
1: <laughs> well
2: because okay so i mean he was we were in the car and he, i don't i don't know how much time we have because we're already at a half hour as much two. time as
0: you ladies want
2: all right so Okay, long story short, we were in his car, he was driving. He had just like cheated on me. Or I had found him talking to a girl or something like maybe a month before. And he said, Hey, I have to work out of town. Um, for two weeks, I volunteered. And I'm gonna be staying out of town for two weeks. And I was like, excuse me, no, you can't go out of town because I knew he was going to cheat on me if he went out of town. And he I said, Where are you going to be staying? He goes, "Oh, I'm going to be staying in a, in a hotel. And I said, No, then I then we're breaking up hell no i know what you're gonna be doing no then we're breaking up right. and then he's like he's like fine let's break up then like taunting me you know and i'm right like, uh, and this is what i said because i get so mad i said okay fine well then don't get mad when you see me with somebody else and he grabbed me by my neck slammed my head on the center console started hitting me yeah. i was like going crazy crying saying i'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> like i was going crazy so he like threw me against the door, you know, like pushed me away, took out his pocket knife and said, oh, you're going to kill me. Oh, you're going to kill me. And, you know, my adrenaline is rushing. I just got beat up. So I took out. So he gave me the knife and I wasn't even thinking. And I just uh, stabbed him in the leg. Right. Nice. That Good for you. Yeah, I don't regret it. Right where the main game is, you know? And he was like, ah, oh, you bitch! And then I jumped out of the car, crying, like, screaming, like, what the hell is this oh, That is, is here? So, so crazy. They drove themselves to the hospital, and then
1: guess what happened
2: after that? You, just,
1: you're the one that is the crazy one. You're the abusive. Oh, yeah, but I went right? to the
2: hospital to make sure he was okay, <laughs> to make sure he didn't oh. die. And we, like, made up. We made up and then we continued the relationship and more crazy things kept happening and it started getting crazier and crazier. And then uh, he told, he told the cops a lie. So I didn't go to jail, but I didn't have any marks. There was another time where I almost went to jail because he was hitting me and I scratched him all up. He didn't have any, he, I didn't have any marks, but he did. So the cops said, um, if they, he took off walking and the cops said, where is he? I said, he took off walking. You know, they said, okay, if we find him though, I want to warn you that if he has marks, we're going to have to arrest you. And I was like, why? I was defending myself. He was doing all this and all that. And they said, yeah, but you don't have any marks. And I said, well, I have like bumps here and because I didn't, because he would hit me like in my head or places where you couldn't see the marks right away. Right. And so then wow. they didn't find him. So thank God. But once all that kind of stuff started happening, like it was getting too crazy. I was having suicidal thoughts. I was losing my mind. Like I said, thank God CPS got involved. They saved me. I, mm. I, I mean, I think that's all I kind of want to say for now. But
0: that, that's one of those things that seriously could have ended up with you getting killed.
1: Yeah. Like, that, or, that's crazy. More that's... Or, or for her to go to jail, too. Right. I've seen um in the past, either either they get killed or they're defending themselves. And they go crazy. They even plot to kill their, their significant other because they don't know how to escape. And it doesn't seem like nobody sees what happened between closed doors between her yeah. and... And the boyfriend or the boyfriend and the girlfriend, whatever the case is, they don't see the abuse that had happened because a lot of women don't report it. And so when it doesn't right. happen, it makes it seem like they're the crazy ones. They're the ones mm-hmm. with the problem. You know, right. they're the ones that, you know, stabbed them or beat yeah. them up or whatnot. I, yeah. even, I,
2: I did so, so much. In the, okay, so I... I didn't used to be like this. So for it was for like two years, maybe a year and a half, two years. I wouldn't fight back. What? Ben? Mm-hmm. So, sorry, we have our kids here. Yes. Okay. You're good. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. I'll give. I'll find it for you in a minute. Okay. Okay. okay thanks. Okay. Now go downstairs. <laughs> oh, Dana, can you get him some candy? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Cute. Oh, never mind. All right. We'll see if we can do this with, with these interruptions so um and I don't remember what I was saying
0: well you were talking about how you women go to such great extents to hide it like oh, how many yeah, people yeah, yeah. knew in your life that this was going on when it was oh, happening
2: no, nobody knew hell no if they knew right. when people started finding out everybody was starting to be really afraid for me and that was another right. thing actually that helped me leave because I saw how all these people were trying to tell me like, Gabina, what if he kills you? Gabina, what if he kills you? And I was like, that didn't really cross, like it crossed my mind, but I told you I, I, be, I would numb a lot of it. So, mm-hmm. but what I was saying is I didn't do anything for about a year and a half or two years. I didn't fight back. And then I finally told one of my friends and she would go through the same thing. And she told me, Gabina, hit him back, hit him back, defend yourself. And I was like, hell no, he's so big. I can't hit him. And she's like, fuck that. Just fucking fight back. Don't let him do this yeah. to you. And so I started fighting back. And I would tell Diana to fight
1: back. But Diana no, never did. I never did. Honestly, for me, <laughs> I really, I just took all the punches. I I was scared. But again, I for did. Me, That's terrifying. Yeah. For me, I think it goes a lot to my childhood. Because for me, I used to, my childhood was a lot of beating up, uh, mm. The kids, a lot of, you know, um, there's just a lot of abuse in my childhood. So for me, I think a lot of the reasons I stayed is because I grew up with violence in my home. It's almost normal. So it is normal. And so when I finally got a guy that was very loving and caring for me, it's really, it's scary for you. Instead of the opposite, for it to be scary for you to be hit it's scary to be loved and you don't know how to act towards it. And you almost kind of push it away because it's not normal to you. That's something, that's something like very different, you know? So um,
0: that's just really sad.
1: Yeah. So I think that a lot of women too with that is they don't, they don't deserve it. They feel like they deserve it, or they feel mm-hmm. like it's n- normal because that's how they've gr- grown up, with just a lot of violence. And for me, it's like, well, at least it was not as bad as when I was with my mom, you know. So mm-hmm. you just take it,
0: All right? So
1: add something
0: so, to
2: that. Can I go Jake? ahead? Yeah, of course. Um, okay, so. I, um, whenever I have feelings for a person or they like me, I don't know how to act. Oh my God, it scares the crap out of me. So I start, you know, sabotaging, messing it up on purpose. I retract completely. So um, when I found this guy, he was so aggressive, like aggressive, bam, bam. Like he wouldn't let me go right from the first day. He wanted to see me every day. He called me every day. Like, even if I tried to back up a little, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow it. So it was like amazing to me because since I was so used to pushing people away and he wasn't letting me push him away, I got to feel love. I got to feel wanted. I got to feel all these amazing feelings. So I didn't realize that this was a dangerous kind of personality. Um, It's kind of hard to explain, but if you're used to pushing people away and then somebody comes along that does not let you push them away, then it kind of, it makes you feel amazing. Like, damn, they really want me. But when a normal person like respects boundaries, knows about boundaries and a girl kind of starts, what is that called? Like shunning them or kind of like, not calling them or not taking their calls then they they a normal person would kind of take that as a hint like oh she doesn't like me that's rejection you know like I'll back off but these guys they don't back off they just keep going and uh I don't know I kind of I don't know if that makes sense I'm telling you, there we're dysfunctional on both sides. Those guys are dysfunctional, and then the girls that accept that kind of behavior, we are dysfunctional too. And I just want the reason we did this podcast is just to put out education about What's, these things. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. we can.
0: Okay, so <clears throat> for some reason, I think my my sound keeps going out or having some sort of connection issues.
2: You think it's your reception?
0: Um, I don't know if it's the. Re- or it keeps goofing on me. But um, so that was like a major red flag that you saw in the beginning was the really aggressive, no boundaries. What were some other red flags that you guys overlooked in the past and didn't realize until looking back that that was a major red flag?
1: For me, um, I'd probably say um, one of the very first things probably times i was uh doing my homework in uh at the at college i was i didn't have a computer so i went to the computer lab and was doing my homework there and i didn't tell him that i was gonna go there and he just was thinking i was somewhere else it's kind of like for me a red flag like that would be you don't have to tell them everywhere you go. And right. even if you change your mind at the last minute, you don't have to have the feeling of needing to, oh, um, I know I just told you I was going to go do this, but I'm actually going to go do that. You know, you don't have to report to them like you're mm-hmm. their boss. And I feel like a lot of the times you do that because they make you feel like you have to, you know, mm-hmm. because they're already well, I thought you were going to go do this. Well, why did you do that? What What are you doing? What are you really doing? Who are you with? You know, they just mm. make it seem like you're doing things.
0: You're up to something.
1: Yeah, exactly. And mm. so you don't have to feel all the time like you have to report to them or, oh, I'm going to the, this friend, uh, a friend's house. You don't have, it, it's, you know, oh, it's a girl. It's a guy or, uh, you know, you know them or it, You are free to (laughs) do what you want. And I feel like a lot of the time in these relationships, it it feels like you have to report to them. You have to tiptoe. You have to walk on eggshells. Mm. And you shouldn't have to feel like you're walking on eggshells ever.
0: It's like as soon as you you start feeling like you're giving up your personal freedom.
1: Exactly. Like going down all the way to what you were saying
0: about like your outfit. You know, like every single bit – it's just an assault on every part of you as a person, like from your consciousness to your, it's just a full attack on who you are.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of people still ask, well, after all of that, why are you still with them? Right. And honestly, it is the hardest, the most hardest question ever, because I don't think if anyone has ne- not gone through it, it's, they won't be able to understand because they're like, I have said previously there is, it's just a something that they it's like an addiction. It's a drug. That's It's what like it
0: a, it's almost like to, to my impression is that there's just so many facets and layers that you just are not standing on stable ground. Like you're not in reality. That that's what I was wondering, like what when you're looking back at what it was like, like it must have, it must just really seem like how did was I going along with all that, like the way that they wore you down, and to me it almost, and, and or people in general that go through this don't realize it's happening. Yeah, exactly. They don't
2: realize exactly, it. and I think may may to me it was the stress i was under so much stress just uh, violence aggression jealousy the love bombing too
1: with you know the confusion and another thing too is once you leave the relationship you keep coming back because you miss it and i know mm. that that sounds so weird but you miss them mm. completely miss them it doesn't matter what they've put you through it doesn't matter what they've done to you it doesn't matter how many bruises you've had to had. it doesn't matter how many put downs it doesn't matter how many accusations you miss them and it is one of the hardest things to to let to let go it is hard to it, let go
0: it's almost like that familiar pain and negative attention is better than nothing at all
1: yeah exactly it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah i
2: mean maybe uh, uh, not necessarily. For not. Me. I don't mean literally
0: better. I mean in the time, it, in that moment, it it's the only thing that you know. It's it almost crazy. seems like s- scary to not to break from what has been normal for so long.
2: Exactly. That that mm-hmm. part, like to just break the habit. Like break now, now my biggest fear was. Oh my God, if I leave him, ah! what if it happens again? Babe, go downstairs. We're working. No, that's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it was too not bad. So hard that I was going to get somebody worse.
1: Mm,
0: I see.
2: Her, her daughter, go
0: say You're hi. just like in your mind, it's like it could always be worse.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. It could always be
0: And, worse. and uh, another thing to me that it seems like what is common is that the, per- the abusive person in the relationship starts to dissolve your social network and your family and starts to just break you off from everyone else. Like I I've seen that in friends of mine that have gone through that type of thing. And I didn't realize at the time that it was happening where they just cut you off. And it's like, you're not friends anymore. And then come to find out that they were in, it's almost like the person who's controlling you breaks off everyone who could tell you otherwise and becomes like the sole arbiter of truth and like makes your reality for you
1: yes that's true um so gavina and it's gonna it's funny but gavina and um my ex were in jail together no not me my (laughs) ex and her ex yeah not me and
2: him
0: (laughs) okay
1: thing for domestic violence and in
0: jail okay we're back hello happened there but you were in the middle of telling me that you were in jail together for the same thing
1: same thing and because you had previously saying we're saying about the family uh, and friends in jail Mm -hmm. um The ex said to my ex, Oh, as long as Gavina, you're always gonna end up in here. So, oh no, yeah, so
0: (laughs) they were like trying (laughs) to shut that down.
2: Yeah, Yeah, they they, Uh, they try to uh, shut uh, everything down. Yeah, with even just a measly comment. You know, if any girls are listening to this, pay attention to what they say to you, even one small word. They try to plant these seeds um I remember he would say weird things like if I like for example my neighbor I was like I really like her she's really cool I said that about my neighbor and then because I guess she didn't really like him very much and he said oh really she just seems like an old lady who has uh she can't she can't hold a man like she he said something weird but basically like I don't remember exactly, but basically saying I never want to be in her position to not have a man.
0: Mm, Just like little put-downs almost.
2: Yeah, like little indirect put-downs that plant seeds in your mind. And I was thinking like what? He doesn't like her? Like, wow, that's weird. Like, I like her. And it just kind of caused me like a little bit of stress, but he would do things like that all the time. And and it's Hmm. not
1: always. It's not always because... um, my ex was very close to my family and so he never took me from my family at all Mm. so that it's not you're not always going to have the same situation right it's not always going to be the same but it is if you all if you feel like you are walking on eggshells if you feel fear then (sighs) that's a red flag And I I do want to say one thing before we wrap it up. Um, I do completely want to tell um, anyone out there that's listening, if any violent situation ever does happen, especially if you have kids, I a hundred percent recommend for you to call the cops. And I know that Mm -hmm. a lot of women don't want to, that there is um behind it you know cop caller or you know oh you're calling the cops but you're with him the next day um it doesn't matter because believe me when i did finally call the cops because i didn't report any of it until towards the end so Mm. when i finally did it helped me get full custody of my daughter and right you might not get full custody. You might have to share your babies with someone that's not, you know. Uh, yeah. That's a nightmare. It yeah. might
2: hurt your child. I don't trust that's my so ex weird. with my child. When he was a baby, he.
0: Right. I, no, of yeah, course. When he
2: was a baby, he told me. I said, I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to fucking leave. And then he goes, okay, well, don't be surprised if I commit suicide with my baby. With well, I don't want to say his name, but and I was Oof. like, "What the fuck?" oh like I couldn't believe what I just heard.
0: Wow, I mean that's beyond a red flag. Yeah, that's like then,
2: red flags are pointless. You're already. I mean in that's
0: there. the stuff of night- right. That's the, that's like the stuff of nightmares. That is that's wh- is horrifying. horrifying.
2: But red flags are usually just for the beginning, because uh, once you're already in it, I, I,
0: I mean, yeah, that's that's crazy that it can progress to that level. That's, that's just, wow, that's terrifying. Yeah. So. Well, a couple um, of finishing questions that I wanted to ask you guys, what can you do to help a friend who you know is in an abusive relationship? What, how can you offer support in a way that's not going to um, worsen their mental state?
1: Just be there for them because honestly, it doesn't matter what you tell them. They're are not going to leave. It doesn't matter what tools you give them. They're not going to leave. They have to be willing to leave on their own. Like I had previously said, it's like a drug. People are not going to stop doing Mm. a drug. Even if you tell them people around you uh, around them are going to be hurting because they're going to be seeing How this addiction is hurting them, but they don't let go. So I honestly, all I could say is definitely be there for them. Um, You know, don't tell them to leave because what's going to happen is you're going to push them away. They're not going to want to tell you anything. Just be a listening ear and be a shoulder to cry on. That's the biggest thing. And Exactly, because the more you tell them to leave, the more they will push you away. The more and the less they will trust you on telling them what. um, The the less they'll trust you on telling you what's going on at the home. And so, one of the biggest things that you should also do um, is definitely have at least a, a code word for them. Say you know. I know that you're going through this. I'm gonna be always here for you, but I also want to make sure you're safe. So if anything ever gets rough or tough or scary, you know, send me, you know, a code word like a period or watermelon, like a code word, so that you know that they're in danger and you have to call the cops
2: or show up at their house. Whatever, but I'm not showing up at their house because. Depending on who it is, that person might be violent. I mean, people die all the time over this stuff. But what I recommend for... uh, I just want to... I don't know if I recommend it. It's so crazy. I say fucking call CPS. The thing with that is, like, if their babies do get taken away, that's, like, a major thing. But, I mean, when CPS gets involved, it's no joke. They get shit right. And they make sure the kids are safe and they make you go to classes. So... I would say get CPS involved somehow. If you don't want to do that, then if they um, have
1: kids, what if yeah. they don't have kids?
2: Oh, if they don't have kids, please encourage right. them to go oh. to these classes. I mean, I don't know if it's okay to promote, but community, is amazing. Oh my god, that program—it's it helped okay. me so much. Along with CPS, Um, they teach you so much. They encourage you. They make you. Sh- they make you be able to think straight again. Because when you're going through this, you think you're an idiot. Right. Like you think that.
0: You, it's you, you know, it's the problem is your fault,
2: your fault, or that you're an idiot for taking this and accepting this because in your mind, you know, it's wrong, but your feelings get too strong and you just feel weak. You lose your uh, willpower.
0: Well, wow. um, so I had one more question. What, what should you do? If you suspect that a friend might be in a, abusive relationship
2: um I feel like uh, I've done that before like I come on straight like straight on and it has not worked because a lot of people are embarrassed and they really will not tell you it's going on so Just kind of go yeah yeah. So it, really. if you suspect I would say like oh man you know the other day I heard this crazy story and you know kind of maybe talk about domestic violence and be like um that's crazy huh how people go through that stuff I mean you could say something like it's that right yeah.
0: just like just yeah, ease I your way that. into it
2: and then that would be the way to do it and kind of maybe throw in resources like yeah I have this friend uh, or I don't know somehow ease into the conversation don't ask them straight out
1: because they won't tell you or I'm a I like that. yeah that's and a good me, Honestly, I feel like that would put you in a difficult spot. Cause I know that I had a friend that was going through it and she would tell me in the stories and she would confine in me. And in my head, I was already thinking, Oh my God, she is in an emotionally abusive relationship, but how do I tell her? Um, so I honestly just reassured her. No, you don't deserve that. Right. Just give them, you're strong you're beautiful you're you know you you'll get through this give them those words of encouragement because
2: um
1: you know a lot of the times it is it's gonna be hard to just come out and say it but depending on what kind of relationship you have with that friend honestly um you could be just just saying it say you know um I want to talk to you about something, but I, it's nothing that I, I want you to feel like I'm judging you or thinking you're less of a person, but this is what I think is going on and I might be completely wrong and I might be maybe making my own assumptions and forgive me if I am, but I think this is what's going on and you don't deserve it and if that's not what is going on you still don't deserve what's going on you know and just be very encouraging and very supporting and don't definitely don't leave their side because there is a lot of friends that i have lost along the way before because they get tired of telling you you need to leave why do you still why are you still with them you know, and it, all you have to do if you're a good friend is be there for them, be encouraging, man. remind them how strong they are. Remember, remind them how important they are to this world. How intelligent they are. How su- just give them those those good uh, pointers and just remind them of who they are. Because most of the time they've already lost themselves. So just remind them of who they are
2: and everybody's different because i remember a thing that helped me too is my best friend she used tough love she was like what the fuck cabina you're fucking smarter than this quit acting like i don't know she's like cussed me out or she said are you fucking kidding me why are you taking this shit fuck no you know so she was and I remember hanging up the phone, and I was thinking, "Fuck her! I'm never gonna fucking talk to her again. How can she do this to me?" But then later, I was like, "You know what? She's right. Why am I taking all this bullshit?" Well, so everybody's different. Um,
0: it's like different things yeah, for different people.
2: Yeah. Yep. Mm. But
0: well, you know, I go ahead.
2: No, I just I just remember. <laughs> i don't even know what to say like you have repeatedly said there's so many different aspects to it so many dimensions but uh education right. just education and for me uh, i have a thing about being like smart or not smart like i feel like I'm, I'm not smart enough so when people uh those groups assured me that you are intelligent you know and when I went to these groups and I saw all these amazing, intelligent, strong women in these situations, it encouraged me because I really thought I was in, I thought something was wrong with my intelligence that I was stuck in the situation, but it has nothing to do with that. It's, it's, yeah.
0: It's just manipulation.
2: Well, uh-huh,
0: manipulation. Oh, wow, That. Thank you both so much for sharing your story with me. That's like, I know that's really hard to do. And it's obvious that you both come so far and I know I don't know you guys very well, but I'm really proud of you. Like coming out of those relationships and like starting this podcast and doing everything that you're doing. I think it's really important to talk about. It's really important work.
2: Oh, thank you so
0: much. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. I, 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 This has been a very valuable conversation for me, and I I really hope even if just one person gets some value out of this um, conversation that we had, that would would make it worth it.
2: Thank you, and and I know people would get value. Just to say real quick, when I posted just one video on my Facebook, I got about 15 different phone calls and texts from friends of mine that I did not know were going through that, and some of them confessed to me that they were. And then some of them still didn't confess, but I kind of have a feeling. So anyway, I got a lot of feedback. So I know that this does help people, even if we don't see it.
0: That's amazing. Good for you. You guys are really doing good work and I really appreciate your bravery.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And thank you again for having us and for asking such great questions. Definitely. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. All right. So, um, yeah. Okay. So, goodbye. Yeah. yeah all right you, you ladies have a good one Bye.
0: thank you for joining me at the problem podcast i would just like to say if anyone here listening to this is a victim of domestic violence don't be afraid to reach out and contact the domestic violence hotline they can help point you in the right direction it's completely anonymous you don't you can tell them just as much as you need to know and they can help you sort out anything don't be afraid to reach out and start to get help and i know that first step is scary but sometimes it's just as simple as calling a hotline thank you for listening to the show and i hope you found it valuable until next time